Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into Missing the Point. I am DK Sizzle Dave Clark here once again to take you through Real BK's power rankings. They're wacky as ever. Not his fault. It's been a wacky season. Uh, it's been some crazy wins, crazy losses. And we're going to uh, walk you through the top 10 best teams in the NFL, which is different than the top 10 best teams last last week and different than the top 10 best teams the week before. <laughs> Uh, so Real BK is here to defend himself, uh, which is always nice for him. And of course, we have the return, uh, the triumphant return of uh, Mike Marcangelo. Haven't had him on a power ranking show in quite some time, so happy to happy to have you here, Mike. He's rocking rock his red, white, and blue Patriots. What would you call that? A, a t-shirt? Is a long sleeve t-shirt? Yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's like a sweater. It's like a sweater. It's thermal? borderline sweater. Thermal? Yeah, it's like a borderline. Yeah. Uh, it's like a, ba- it's like a baseball thermal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No pockets, I, I just so it's not a sweatshirt. I want to pay that. Yeah. Oh, is that the is the kangaroo pocket the 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 thing that decides? I think so. And there's okay. no hood. Well, that's a hoodie to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, anyway, yeah, I just right. wanted to paint a little word picture <laughs> to uh, to the to the listeners not watching here on the YouTube. And I promise we are all wearing clothes, but uh, we're here to talk about football and uh, and the the kind of crazy NFL season that we've had. So let's just jump right into it. Number ten on Bobby's power rankings are the New England Patriots. Not something I. Th- think i thought i was going to hear myself say coming into this season uh not something i thought i was going to hear myself say last week to be quite frank uh with 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 everybody but i don't disagree with them being on there i i don't i wouldn't put my my uh, non-existent child's college education on them staying in the top 10 but i guess tell me why they cracked the top 10 bobby we'll start with you it really comes down to the quality of football that we've seen through the first six weeks and the poor coaching that we've seen through the first six weeks and the really the poor quarterback play that we've seen through the first six weeks from most of the league. And, and the Patriots stand out to me as a, one of the better coach teams in the league besides that left tackle win, he's garbage and the quarterback, man, I, I, I don't know. You guys probably remember during the draft, I was high on Bailey Zabby coming into the uh, season. I didn't actually think he'd start. I never thought that would happen, but I I just enjoy watching this team play football right now. The offense is funner than it was. The front seven's pretty legit. They could use some linebacking help, uh, but compared to the teams below them on the list, man, it's just when you watch them, you know what you're getting. It's a consistent style of football, which is something that you don't see in the NFL. So that's why they cracked the top 10. It's it's mainly because I love Bailey Zappi, too. It's Zapperific. As ever, uh, you know, I, I deplore the lack of strength of schedule factored into these top 10, uh, top 10 power rankings. I think 
Playing the Cleveland Browns and the Detroit Lions, to me, does not admit a great team make. But I do agree with you that Zappi's been playing really well. Uh, Mike, let me ask you the question that I think is probably the most talked about question in New England right now. Who is, in your mind, if everyone's healthy, the number one QB in New England? I mean, I think that it has to be Mac Jones. So I think what we're seeing now is what we saw from uh, the Cowboys and, and, and Kellen Moore. Right? Once, once Dak went down, it looks like they called a better game. It looks like they made this offense easier and more digestible for Big Zappi. I thought that his performance in Cleveland was, was good, but it's against Cleveland. And, and I listen. I'm, I'm basically wearing a Patriots fucking billboard right now, and, I, and I'm here to tell you that I don't think they belong in the top ten. <laughs> I, they, they, I mean, I mean, I, I th- thank you for putting them there, but I just think it, I just think it's a matter. I, think I appreciate of, it, but yeah, I mean, it's, if, it's, if you if but if you look at the teams that they're ahead of right now, right? So it's just a matter of like a principle of not having teams that play that bad of football right now. On this list, because listen, the Bucks definitely could be on this list. The Packers definitely could be on this list. The Ravens could be on the list. The Rams, the Dolphins, like all these teams. But week in and week out, something weird is going on in all those cities across America. I don't know what it is. Well, we know what it is in Miami. Uh, but for, for the rest of them, it's just it, it's the Rams offense is horrible. They have no running game. And Cam Akers and his coach are having a drama fit every week. You have the Ravens, who just can't hold on to a fourth quarter lead for the life of them. Obviously, the Buccaneers, Tom Brady's going to weddings on Friday night, getting hammered and playing like crap on Sunday. The Packers, those those troubles are very documented, Aaron Rodgers' offense. The Niners just lost to the Falcons. It's just like you go down this list, and there's so many glaring weaknesses or like glaring uh, red flags for all these teams. And the Patriots, the Patriots just have, the have that one green flag. The Patriots yeah. made the top 10 because everybody else sucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's a factual I, statement. Yes. I would just advocate that so do they. And it's just, uh, it, it, again, it's the Lions. It's the Browns. I don't know what's going to happen against uh, against the Bears. But also, like, the only two arguments that I would make about number 10 would be, I would advocate for either the Bengals or the Titans. Bengals because they were in the Super Bowl last year, so they should get that. And then Bengals, the Titans, Bengals are number nine. Oh, they are? Okay, yeah. perfect. Well, then yeah. you, you already solved that. And then the, the Titans <laughs> are, what, three and, they're three and two? Three and two, and, yeah. and they have a negative 23-point differential, and they still won three in a row. So, like, there's something to be said about that. Their offense is not great, and they're still winning games. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, great. great. They, they, they were the other top contender, right? So when I first put the list out, they originally were the number 10 team, and I sat there and thought about it for a minute, and it's just... I, I trust Zappy and Mac Jones more than I trust Ryan Tannehill at this point. So um, that. th- that's why they and got Bill, that. And list, Bill Belichick, is, you know, and, and Bill, Bill Belichick. Belichick. Yeah. Right. Cause like you said, I mean, the coaching around the league has been uh, for the most part, pretty atrocious, um, some pretty terrible Abysmal. calls. Like, like the, the idea of uh, a team like the Las Vegas Raiders taking not taking a gamble on Josh McDaniels and Josh McDaniels, just like finding a way to lose, you know, yeah. like that's just like, seems to be his MO. Like, I'm just going to find a way to like, let the, like I remember when they played the Chiefs, Andy Reid just got in his head so hard, and it's like, I you know, I, <clears throat> I don't know who Josh McDaniels is. Like, is he this j- offensive guru, or is he just like all hype, you know? And then you watch him coach the Denver Broncos back in the day, make weird trades, like advocate for weird trades, and like build a weird team. 
Yeah, and like build a really weird team, and it's like very strange. And then you watch him in Vegas going for it in situations where he shouldn't be going for it and doing all this weird stuff. And he's the perfect example, I think, of uh, <clears throat> I don't know, probably twenty three bad coaching jobs so far across the league. And I I think you're right about it. Like I think the Eagles look really well coached. The Patriots look pretty well coached um, for obvious reasons. I think uh, you know I I still think the the Chiefs look really well coached. I don't even think I the sums up with the Bills. You know, like as much as they won that game and it was a it was a, a big win for them. It, something's up with them. So I just think like across the league, like game plans really aren't being implemented. And I, I do genuinely see your point as far as them playing the bears on Monday, like talk about finding a way to lose, man, the bears like genuinely could be <laughs> every, four and one every right week. Bro. Like they, it's, they it's could be four and one, but it's like something happens where, and it's like, you know, it's, it's tough, right? Because like Justin Fields, like year two, you, you want to see him like make plays to win games. It, the, the ball's like never in his hands to win the, win the game. And then when right. it is his guys, let him down. You know, he made the like, play. On he made Thursday. the play. To be yeah, fair, he, made the, he made the play. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, I mean, obviously, if Darnell Mooney's your best wide receiver, you might be in a little bit of trouble, uh, weapons wise. He's not a bad receiver, and he made a great catch this season, like a great one hander. It's going to be on the highlight reel for the season. But come on, you know, we He's need some weapons on the offense. I get it yeah. though. Like we're rebuilding. We're in a full rebuild. Do I think we'd be able to beat the Patriots on Monday? Who fucking knows what could happen in this league? You know what I mean? I think we got a little cursed by the fact that we were on Thursday night and there's something to be said for how turgid Thursday night's been for the most part this season. <laughs> and like, it's it's laughably bad. And I think it was just like anybody playing on Thursday is just cursed to have a bad game. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're going to be in the, in the top 10 next week, but <laughs> here they are now moving on to the Bengals. You know, they're, they're defending uh, AFC champions right i they they have uh studs all over the field they have jamar chase who finally looked like himself this week joe burrow finally looked like himself this week kind of showed up like a man on the mission you know going back to louisiana showing up in the game worn jamar chase lsu jersey uh signs in the crowd thanks for coming joe but like this is our house blah blah, blah. like he needed to go win that game and I think what I will say for the for the Bengals, and I'll start with you on this one, Mike, what I will say for the Bengals this season is they've put themselves in a position where their season seems to be on the line every week. So they're kind of like, we got to go and win this game. You know, every game right. is a final game for them. Every game is a championship game every week. And they seem to sort of be rising to the occasion, despite not quite looking as good as they did on that run. Would you agree with that? And yeah. do you think that the Bengals are going to stay in this top 10 for their foreseeable? I just think that it's it's too fine of a line to have to walk. Like we, I think we seen it yeah in the last couple of years joe burrow like the tiger king he he does thrive <laughs> when his back's against the wall but there's only so many times you can put yourself in that position and it doesn't it doesn't eventually bite you in the ass uh i i think what's so surprising to me is that he's still like one of the top five most sacked quarterbacks in the league this year and all they did was invest in the offensive line in the offseason and it, it feels like it still hasn't solved that problem but I mean, 300 yards, three touchdowns, and two of those to to Jamar Chase. That is that team is a wagon. If they keep him upright, I I, I think they're they're going to be okay. But to answer your question in a very long winded format, that's what we do. Yeah, here. I, yeah. <laughs> I think I think you're going to see like three or four more more times this year at least where it looks like they're out and they're they're somehow going to win that game. Yeah. Bobby, they played your precious Saints, and they they seem to get the job done. Um, I know they're like this. I know the Saints are injury riddled, you know, and I and I know that uh, you you believe in them in a full strength way, and not necessarily in a. I mean, their their injury list is actually bananas. If you look at it, it, it reads like a it fucking is. novel. So you know, fair enough. I personally wouldn't back them regardless. But uh, w you know, do you were you impressed? I guess my question is, were you impressed with the with the Bengals beating? 
I guess you're impressed enough to put him at nine in the power rankings, beating a kind of a, a weakened Saints team. What is it that stood out to you that made it look like, even though this was a weak Saints team, they w- they played who was in front of them and they got the job done? What was it that stood out? Well, this is kind of who the Bengals have been for the last two years. You know, for most of last year, they weren't great. You know what I mean? They they were right around 500 for most of the season. And they made they had run. games where they looked amazing, and they had games where they looked absolutely awful. This is just who they were. And then when their backs were up, up against the wall, and they needed a win, they got it. And that that's yeah. that's literally who they were all season. So so that's really what pushed them into that top ten because I just see them being that team when they need to when they need to be. You know, if the Bengals could play every game in the goddamn Superdome, they'd be 17 and 0. Did you see <laughs> what what his stats are in the Superdome? It's like in in two games he has like seven hundred and eighty five yards and six touchdowns, and uh, Jamar Chase has like set, uh, four reception touchdowns and like three hundred yards. It's crazy. Yeah. I I guess at the same time I, I'm not fully I do you know I do definitely agree with you guys that 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 their identity is this and they put themselves in these positions and sort of you know get back up out of the ditch, but. I'm not convinced because I, like I watched the majority of that game, the the Bengals Saints game. And it's like, to me, it's not holy shit. Jamar Chase is back. It's why does he have one guy to beat? You know, I mean, we talked right. about the, the abhorrent coaching. It's like that highlight reel touchdown that he had where he danced into the end zone. It's like he had one dude to beat, you know, like you, you had no, you have, you had no guy in the zone deep. You had, you weren't doubling him. Like he just had to st- scorch one dude and Joe Burrow had to find him. And like, if you leave that, like, if you leave that dude with one guy, it doesn't really usually matter who that one guy is within a few notable exceptions. It was bad coverage. Like it was blown coverage essentially on a stud wide receiver. And like, I just, I'm just not convinced. You know, I, I think that the Bengals come up, maybe they go on a little run, but if they come up against any team that's like serious, like a Philadelphia Eagles built to beat them right now, like absolutely just formatted to beat them like the way that they win football games so i don't know not convinced uh but we'll see we'll we'll watch the space with the Bengals. bobby one more the next five games for them are the falcons which they're they're sneaky right now browns okay. panthers. they got a lot of skilled players yeah but then browns panthers steelers titans and then they get the chiefs so that's where we'll see the test for them but they they should come out of there what six and four at the yeah, worst? Or they drop because one they're of the those, Bengals, right? by, or because they're the Bengals, they go under five hundred on that run until they get to the Chiefs and they beat the Chiefs. And then they beat the Chiefs. <laughs> right. like, it's, You're right. it's that's exactly something, yeah. something weird might happen like that. So we'll see. All right, moving on from the Cincinnati Bengals. Looking forward that's to so talking factual. about them some more as the uh, as the season goes on because they are a weird group of guys. But I still do. I still do like Joe Burrow and and maintain that that's what everybody thought. Uh, uh, what's his name? Baker Mayfield was going to be, and uh, he's awesome. And I, I like that we have him in the league. Moving on to uh, number eight, the Chargers. Glad to see them in the top 10. I do still rate them. Obviously, they don't look as good as I thought they were going to look. I don't think they look as good as anyone thought that they were going to look unless you were saying they were going to look stunted and weirdly average on the offensive side of the ball. Keenan Allen being out for this whole season so far, basically notwithstanding, um, Herbert was a guy who was matching Patrick Mahomes on uh, yards per throw the last two seasons. The He doesn't look like himself. I don't know if it's the rib thing. I don't know if it's how the offense is, is being run. He looks confused out there. He doesn't look like he's, he knows the plays he's supposed to be running. Quite frankly, neither did Denver. It, to me, that whole game just made it seem like they turned off the fucking microphones, the the headsets and communication with each other, because it just looked like the players on both sides of the ball were just confused with what their coaches were trying to tell them. It was 
a turgid affair as a as a word I want to use. But yeah, a lot of these primetime games have been tough, dude. Bad. Like real, like real because they're watches. all they're all Broncos games, <laughs> yeah, which is wild, right? <laughs> um, and then like I I was like, please just don't look, like don't put the Bears in primetime. And it's like Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Great. Super. Let's watch Justin Fields get sacked, but like let's millions of us watch it. But you know, whatever. Uh g- moving on with the Chargers. I do think their defense looked like I thought their defense was gonna look all season in that game. Uh, I think their defense finally clicked. I think they definitely need to get it figured out on the offensive side of the ball. But with the Chargers being eight, I guess same question to you, Mike. How solid do you think their place in this top ten is? What do you think's going on with Herbert? Do you think it's his his weapons being hurt? Do you think it's him being hurt? Uh, do you think it's the coaching or a combination of all of those things or something I didn't mention? Yeah, it's, it's probably going to be a combination of all those things. Uh, I think it's easy to look as good as he looked uh, the last couple of years when you have uh, your number one target that is healthy, Keenan Allen. But I, I think he's making Josh Palmer an, uh, like a notable name. Like you like you actually want him now as a, as a wide receiver. Uh, I, I also think th- this, if they rely solely on Herbert, then I don't think they can go that far yet. I think they do need to rely on on the running game and and run Eckler into the ground. Also, you know, you know, also keep using him in the passing game. He's having but, a great season, to be honest with you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, he's he he was their 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 most leading uh, catcher in the game. Yeah. Ten catches, forty seven yeah. yards. I mean, so he's he's a dual threat. But what I will say is, I think that Denver is terrible. I think that this Russell is cooked. <laughs> I think this is more of who wanted to lose this game uh, more than who wanted to win. But the thing, th- th- their defense should be better than uh, than it has been so far. And I think that it is interesting that you saw J.C. Jackson get benched in the second half. Like that, he's yeah. not a he's, he's not a shutdown corner. He's not a number one. Uh, so let's see what what they do around that. But it's a tough division. Like they could be a really good team, DK, and they could still finish like ten seven. Yeah. I, I feel like there was moments from Russ last night, you know, where he sort of looked like himself. First quarter, entire line, first quarter, first quarter yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. offensive line completely just like stopped trying after a while. Which to me, the the easy way, the kind of lazy way, maybe to read into that is like he's a fucking weirdo. Uh, he hasn't been able to get galvanize his team around him from a leadership standpoint. Everybody knows that he's kind of a weird robot. And his offensive line aren't like motivated to make him not die. Um, but I mean, or maybe they just aren't great. And, or maybe he's just not releasing the ball quick enough, which was he was definitely guilty of a couple of times last night. Decision making towards from from the first quarter to the fourth quarter looks like two different brains inhabiting the same body. Like the decision making was atrocious in the fourth quarter. Like I, I, I just I honestly couldn't believe it. He looked like fucking Rex Grossman out there. And I just think and yeah, the pocket was breaking down and stuff. But it's like, come on, that's Russell Wilson. That's what he does. Like that's his, him fucking doing a little skip to my loo when the fucking pocket breaks down is when he's at his most dangerous. So, yes, in the first quarter, he looked like that. In the fourth quarter, he really didn't. So were they banging him up for sure? But Jesus Christ, man, like make some better choices. DK, he went 10 of 10 in the first quarter and then 3 of 18 in the second half of overtime. Yeah, that's terrible. That's that's, really that's, that's fucking terrible. That's really genuinely the opposite of how you want your quarterback to play. Like Josh <laughs> Allen had like a tough first half against the Chiefs. They made some adjustments yeah. and then he like down the stretch, he, he his efficiency goes way up. And that's really the, the, the timeline order that you play your quarterbacks before. I mean, obviously you want him to play great the whole game, but if you're going to pick. Um, Bobby, what do the Chargers look like to you? Do they look like a team that, that are... I mean, I feel like they're 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 teetering, right? Like they can either they're either gonna click 
and Keenan Allen's going to come back and he's going to go on a little streak. That defense is going to play a little bit more like they did last night across the rest of the season. They're going to look like the Chargers we thought they were going to look like young, hungry, athletic, fast and, and winning games or they're going to slide. And I think I, we're going to see it over the next couple of games. And I, I, I fear it's slide because of what I've seen that coaching staff do and the decisions they've been making. But which way do you see them going? Yeah, that that's that's exactly where I was going to point to it is. The Chargers can can literally go two different ways, and they could become a top five team in the NFL within the next month and a half, or we could be talking about them, you know, battling it out for second place in that division. I think there is a, a planet where they they contend with the Chiefs for the top spot in that division, but they have to fix things soon. And Braden Staley needs to stop getting out of the way, man. He he he's another one of these coaches that this season. The decisions that are being made are are just not like they've never been made before in the history of football, and it's for a reason. You know, like these these analytical like, oh, you're tied at twenty. It's worth it to go for the touchdown on fourth down at the end of the fourth quarter when you're tied and can just take the lead and make the other team drive the the length of the field. You know yeah. what I mean? So it, it's, yeah. it's mind blowing to me that, that there's been a lot of that this year, man. A lot of like, so why are they going it, for man. two right now? Like the math doesn't add up. Why are they going for two? Like a lot of that, not just with the Chargers. I'm talking across the whole NFL. Like a lot of those moments where you're like, just kick the fucking extra point or like just kick right. the field goal or just, just punt it. It's fine. It's it, don't worry about it. I mean, we even talked about Harbaugh making these decisions. Like there's something been mixed into the, he's in the, the main commissioner. He, he's the number one culprit for me. He has yeah. like a 30% success rate. So the, the rest of the NFL is like, you know what? Let's do that. Let's yeah, right? do that. Like, what? Right? <laughs> what? It's I I feel like someone at some sort of off-season coaches meeting did like a TED talk about advanced analytics when it comes to like certain situations <laughs> so in the game. Stupid. And they it's talked so them all stupid. into these like really weird situations, be like, go for it on fourth and three in your half. And it's just like, wait, wait, what are we doing? The you percentages, know, like, the percentages, the percentages yeah, say what is the goddamn dude. football game say? Yeah. What is the yeah. gate like? Right. It's, Right. I mean, to me, it's just like there's a fun, there's there actually isn't that fine of a line between being aggressive and being smart. <laughs> it's like right. or, being, or being dumb, I should say. It's like you're you're not being aggressive right now. You're being stupid like you're you're not putting your your team in a position to win the game. And also the way the football works and the kind of rock, paper, scissors aspect of it is whenever you decide to do that, you're telling the other side of the ball on your team that you don't trust them to get their job done. Mm-hmm. And I think that that to me is the thing that always stands out from a coaching perspective. Like if you if you are forced to f- kick a field goal in a situation to go up three points in fourth quarter with less than six minutes to go. Right. You're you're giving the ball back to the team with ample time to make to probably you're probably giving it back to them two or three times at that point, right? With with six minutes to go, depending on how the how your offensive drives go. Say you only get three points, six minutes to go. You kick that field goal and you turn around to the defense and you say, I trust you guys to keep them to three or less. That's why I just kicked the field goal. You know, if you go for it, you're you don't have to say anything to them. You're sending them the message of like, I really think we needed a touchdown because I don't think you guys can fucking stop them. And honestly, right. if in a game that's 13-13. That's a stupid way to treat your defense because as much as your offense might have sucked, your defense has held them to the to 13 points. So trust that the game isn't a high scoring game. Trust that that, you know, even if it's 2020, like trust the game isn't a high scoring game. Trust that your defense can make the stop and encourage them to go out there and do their jobs. I mean, it's 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 a no brainer to me. And, I, and it's you know, it harkens back to to the reason why the Patriots are on the board. It does. So to bring it back to the Chargers, though, let's just say that, you know, there, there's a question internally when your star wide receiver who's hurt 
tweets at the end of a game, WTF are we doing? Because they went for it on fourth and two instead I wouldn't of, let, instead I wouldn't of punting let the players deep. have Twitter. Like, nobody gets to have a Twitter. Well, my NFL agreed. <laughs> agreed. But uh, he, he, he since has deleted the tweet, but it was out there. There's no deleting anything. The internet is a permanent place. But, like, yep. listen, if that's happening, right, if, if Keenan Allen's doing that on Twitter, you better believe that's happening within that locker room. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, of that's course. not the first person that, that that's thinks so that. That's so leaky, you know? Right, exactly. So it's just that there definitely is red flags, but Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen when he's healthy and Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, like those guys kind of put them into that top 10 because it's like we said, it's a big pile of shit underneath them. So, but just yeah. think about what you just said. They, they have all those people on defense and to Dave's point. They, they still fuck around with it yeah. and, and, and they don't trust them. Why spend yeah. hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars on your defense and just say, you know what, we're going to go for it instead of trusting you. Doesn't make any sense, and well, that's and what's going to keep them from the playoffs. Defense, like as a as a, and I know this is probably a distant memory for you guys, but as somebody who sports a franchise that is defense first, defense is a culture. You know, defense is a is a mindset. It's mentality. Oh, I know these sound game, like bro. cliches, but like game. it's it is what it is. Like if you if you're uh, if your defense is better than your offense, you gotta lead with your defense. You you gotta say like you guys are the fucking studs. You guys are the animals. I love teams like that personally. Like it's the reason My why favorite. I've been so high on the Cowboys for the last couple of years. Like if you're a Chicago Bears fan and you don't love teams like that, you should go fucking root for the Packers. You know what I mean? Like that's what like that's what we do, right? <laughs> then so, you're probably really depressed. If, yeah, if, <laughs> I mean I am really depressed, but like that's because <laughs> of the serotonin. <laughs> but. But like the, it's the reason why, from my perspective, like I've been high on the Chargers going into this season. I've been high on the 49ers going into this season. I've been high on the Cowboys going into the season because I love a good defense. I love a good defensive performance. Like my favorite performance of this whole uh, year so far has come from the San Francisco 49ers as much as they didn't look very good against the, the Atlanta Falcons. I love a good defense. And to me, to it's disrespectful, you know, because it's a hard job and it get, gets harder every year based on the on the. Uh, rule changes and it's very like i grew up playing madden to to just go like no nah, we'll score again you know it's like no nah, dude trust your defense man i need them to make better decisions in that sense and and big up those players because they have studs all over the field the chargers on, on the defensive side of the ball and if you have a guy on your team with the last name bosa you should trust your defense to fucking do what they're gonna do right. you know what i mean like it just is what it is so it's disappointing how that team is being run because I really genuinely believe that they have a ton of talent. Let's move on to number seven. Uh, surprising, I think, drop in on this. But I, I mean, record-wise, no. But I didn't think I was going to see the New York Jets on the on the power rankings top 10 this year to the point where I'm going to be real with you. Like, I have not been paying much attention to them. Like, I don't have any other players on my fantasy team. I did not think that they were going to be good. And I I need someone to explain to me what it is that got the New York Jets on the, for the top ten of the power rankings. And if anyone can, I I mean I'm not saying they shouldn't be there, but like what is it that have gotten the New York Jets as, as the named as one of the best seven teams in the NFL? So they're they've got so first of all the least expected name I've ever had to put on this power rankings. Both New but, York teams, we wouldn't but, have, both <laughs> of them, yeah, both yeah. of them. Giants are next, by the way. Spoiler alert: they they earned it. If you look at the schedule, man, the, the they've had the the signature young team wins the past three weeks. Where they have the the game that they had no business winning in Pittsburgh, where they scored two touchdowns in the last two minutes. Then they have the big divisional game where they absolutely spanked the Dolphins, and then they come back and have that big game against the big team, the Packers, that no one expected them to beat, 
and they come out and just dominate them. I, I just think, Mike, I said this to you. I don't know if you remember this, but during our, our first initial power rankings, I was like, the Jets are my weird, like, why are they yeah. in the playoffs team? But th- they just have that swag, man. The, the, the coach calls them the baby Jets. And any well, baby bears is a lot cooler, just for the record. <laughs> What? I mean, the, the, we we did the baby bears thing first. There's alliteration in that. Baby jets is fucking stupid. Why wouldn't you say junior jets? You guys are fucking stupid. It's super oh, dumb. Alliteration is important. That is well, way better. Oh, right. That makes also, me like um, that. Their, their top five draft picks are all starting on defense. Yeah, Sauce and they're Gardner. contributing. Bro, Sauce right. Gardner is is already a top three cornerback in, in the NFL. He, he is locked down, shut down from day one. That dude is legit it, it, i don't know i just love they're they're a fun team to watch at least on defense because they just have that swag exactly like you said like defense is a culture and when you yeah. have a team that has that kind of defense it, it exhibits this kind of swag that just comes off of them where you're just like bro i love this team like sauce gardener putting on the cheese head uh as he's walking off like uh people were giving a shit for i love i love that, that shit. Yeah. like that love gets that. me so fired up bro that he was like yeah let's go he, he said Green Bay felt like home to them. Like it wasn't even a road game for them. Like that yeah. shit, bro, that shit, that shit runs through your locker room. And, and that's the type of stuff that gets you those weird playoff teams that you never expect. Totally. Mike, what do you think? Uh, are these just yeah. for real? Yes. Yes. I, I, I wholeheartedly think that they're for real. I think that that defense is, it, it's all, and they kind of remind me a lot like, uh, or, or remind me of the Bears, DK, in the sense that they're a young team and they have a pretty good foundation. I, I also I love their coach, and it finally feels like they're they're putting Zach Wilson in a situation where they don't expect too much from him. They don't want him to don't lose us a game. You don't need to win us one. Just don't lose us one for now. Uh, but and he's an exceptional talent. Like he has arm strength. He's got it all. So they have that. They figure out their running game. But that defense, man, I I, I said in the in the preseason, I think that the Patriots are going to be closer to the Jets than they were to the Bills. I mean, if the Jets keep rolling, I don't think it's going to be that close. I mean, yeah. we, the Patriots are, the four, are, are number four in their division. Uh, yeah, but a, I mean, a division, a, I think, that has a lot more wins at this point in the season than we thought it was going to as a whole, right? I mean, yeah, the, the Patriots coming third or fourth in their division was isn't incredibly surprising to me uh, coming into the season, but to come in fourth where everybody's over 500, like, is that is that yeah. a, real, a real possibility that we might actually see? Like, that's... That's the strongest division at that point, right? Uh, you know, you you have, I mean, I know Miami is having trouble at the moment because they tried to kill their quarterback. And I know that um, <laughs> I, I still like their coach, though. Like, he's funny. <laughs> like, he's he's entertaining. But just, um, I feel like he just broed that. He's like, bro, you'll be fine. Come on, bro. Yeah, just Come go on, in there. Bro. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, I know you're not making any sense when you talk right now, but you just play. But yeah, I mean, that's cool. I, I, I like a good defensive team. I don't like the Jets. Though something it's about scary. the franchise, Listen, that, you they, know, they are hard I, to like, but this team's likable. Yeah, yeah. If that it, makes it, sense. It, it's yeah. one of those where, like, listen, I had like no faith that they were going to beat the Packers, and it was one of those where, like, if if they do this, this will bring them to the point where where they can be a believable good team. But because can we talk about the Packers to go into Lamp- though? Like, I mean, well, that, has please, to play, that has to listen, that has to play some sort of a, a but a it's part still of it going into Lambo as a young football team and coming out of there with a win, regardless of what they're playing like. Like, it's yeah, still but I mean, this is, this is an iteration of the Packers that looks like it can lose at Lambo. 
to a team like the Jets. You know what I mean? They like, look like a I'm not, I'm not taking, I'm not taking anything work. away from, I'm not taking anything away from the Jets. I'm really, I'm really not. Like, I, they win and they earn their win, and, and the Packers have looked a little trick or treat this season, but you know, both, both good or bad. I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers coming out after the game and being like, simpler needs to be simpler, and then Matt Lafleur being like, I don't know what the fuck that means. Like, <laughs> I, it's like, guys, honestly. Whatever dysfunction you have, I mean, I, I obviously revel in it. Love uh, it. The only thing I like better than a Bears win is a Packers loss. But the, you know, your dysfunction at least keep it behind closed doors. Like at least no, don't come out in the press. And obviously, Aaron Rodgers has gone weird. You know, I mean, he's not Kanye weird. Uh, he's he hasn't become like a full blown anti semite, but he's gone fucking weird. He's he's a weird dude. He's doing fucking. I don't know. He's what, definitely different. Called? He's definitely he's, he's some, some since he up. did the ayahuasca. His his whole Thumbs persona up. is a little and different. Whole, and the whole yeah. like his family doesn't speak to him thing. Like I mean, this family might be assholes, but like, what's? Why do I know uh, about that? Who's his publicist? <clears throat> it's fucking weird, you know. And he looks like he's about to ask me to like sign up for something outside the fucking grocery store. Also, it's like, dude, it's it's not a good look. So, and also, he doesn't seem like he cares that they're losing. He, does. he just he doesn't I mean, care. And he might, he might care. He doesn't seem like he cares. And I feel like that, you know, that trickles down to the guy that doesn't get to talk to Aaron Rodgers on the roster. You know what I mean? Like that guy that might need to come up and make a big play. He's like, well, Aaron Rodgers doesn't give a fuck if we win or lose. So like, why do I give a fuck if we win or lose? Like, that's just, it's not a good attitude for him in the press conferences. Again, I love it, but I'd like to see the Jets beat a team that isn't obviously dysfunctional that it, to, to start to say like, they're the real deal. That that's just me. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, uh, remember, I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers, has the most passes behind the line of scrimmage so far in the NFL this year. That's so absurd. For Aaron Rodgers, of all people, well, it's to, because, to be you leading know, that set. When he says well, like, it's weird as fuck. It's because of all the rookie wide receivers. That's 100% why. But then it just goes back to like, listen, they did this to themselves. This is like what I was talking about with the Cowboys. It's like, listen, you can't let everyone go. And bring in rookies and expect it to be okay. Yeah, Sorry, but you also ahead. can't like you also can't like not trust your coaches ever and bring in new regimes every like few years because like you're a little bitch and what you say goes because you're Aaron Rodgers and then expect a dynasty to be built around you because everybody's going to have different opinions on who who should be in there. This is what happens when you don't give people time to build a team. So like I I have no sympathy for them. Not that I would anyway. But Mike, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like simpler and Aaron Rodgers' mind is like his his entire career. I think he's really talented. I think there's there's a little something going on personally, and I'd love to get into that at some point in time. Totally, but now's not the time. Um, <laughs> totally, it's creepy. Like, <laughs> I don't know like, what it like, is. What, but. Like si- like simpler is. I'm just gonna drop back. I'm gonna run around a little bit, and Jordy or Devante or uh, Randall Cup just gonna run. But there's no, not gonna be a route. They're just gonna beat their guy. I'm just gonna throw it there. That's like, all the he's ever known. In the NFL, that's, so it's fine. That's all he's know. ever known. That's a that's fact because I don't know if you remember like the exactly the Jordy days all that. What he used to do is they'd do the rollout and then one of their wide receivers would cut to over to the sideline and that was like their number one play. Like he was, was that, so good at that that throw on the side. It was a really hard throw on the. Yeah, it is. But and like would be able to make it. You're right. You're right. He he he's used to that that street football where it breaks down. Someone gets open and he hits that open dude. But guess what? No one's open <laughs> right. no one well, that's, is, why he's, that's why that's why he's throwing the every, every play you know and it's and there's nobody there for him and you know he's throwing it like i think what he's trying to do too is he's trying to go like okay well how do i simplify the offense for myself if i have to make these under underneath passes all the time if i have to pass to the flats he's going to his tight ends the problem is his tight ends are you know they're good they're decent but they're not 
Kelsey Gronkowski level good. They're still fucking tight ends is the problem. So how much, how many tight ends in the league can make a play after you give them the ball, like five yards past the line of scrimmage, not that many, they might be able to catch it and they're big. So they might be able to fall backwards a little bit, but you're not making explosive plays like you're used to seeing the Packers make. I will say they're, I think they have the best run, uh, uh, committee of running backs in right. the NFL. Like I think the way that they split the touches for their running backs and the way they use their running backs is better than any other team. Like it's genuinely like it should be studied. Like this is how you get two good, the most out of two good running backs. This is when you use them. This is when you fill in. Like this is when this guy spells this guy. This is going to be the reception guy for this situation. Like they're great at that. So, and he's always had good running backs. So I, you know, always. I, I, it's like when they say, Oh, Tom Brady's always had a great defense. It's like, well, Aaron Rodgers already had, always had great, great running backs. It's like, it just is what it is. So, I mean, I, I know we're stuck now on the Packers and we should have been well, talking so, about the Jets, so, but like they are an important team to talk about. I, I'm curious where you guys think they're they're going. So just steer so that's that's why that win over the Packers was impressive because exactly what you just said, where they have those two impressive backs. Total, those two were uh nineteen for sixty right. in, yep. in in that game. So and, I mean AJ Dillon uh, averaged four point one, but they shut Aaron Jones down. Like it, it was no no room for Aaron Jones. So the fact they were able to shut that down is impressive. The Packers though, bro, that's that's panic button central. Yeah. They're already they're already on the rumor mill for a wide receiver. Something has to change there because you can't run a college style offense. There's not even like a good college. It's like you can't run the offense from Navy. With the Packers, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that's 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 not gonna work. So some something's gotta change. Where it, it's either gotta come from Lafleur, 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 uh, or Rogers. But it's panic button central in Green Bay for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except for Aaron Rodgers, he can't panic anymore because he lives on a different plane. Right, <laughs> right. But by the way, uh, I would love to get to the center of those those issues with with a with Aaron. If you wanna you wanna hit me up, we can take. Dude, a I out. you can come on the show. <laughs> we can talk. I will be aggressive, but you can handle it. So moving on to the Giants, the other New York team that makes this list uh, right above the the New York Jets. I like this team. I, I like the way they're coached. I like the mm-hmm. way they're motivated. I like the way that they're using Saquon Barkley. I like that they're keeping him safe, but uh, keeping his his productivity high. I like the way they're using their quarterback, who is obviously limited in a lot of ways, but they're using him to win games. They look like a 7 out of 10 at everything that they do to me. And But most of all, considering what has emerged as, as the theme of this show, they're one of the few very well-coached teams in the league. And I think from a... a man management motivational standpoint from a tactical standpoint from a game time uh management standpoint they look fucking great from the coaching side of the ball it makes me super jealous and i just uh i'm not by the way, i'm not saying everflus is like a bad coach it remains to be seen but he's making a lot of the same mistakes he's anyway. no brian dayball though is what you're saying <laughs> yeah i just think like <laughs> i just think they're super well coached you know i think that um it looks to me like a coaching staff that looked at a team and said, I think I know what to do with that team to make them into winners. And and they came in, they executed that game plan to quite honestly, perfection up until this point. I think once some tape emerges, we'll start to see some of the personnel holes that they definitely have get exploited. Once they, once that we get into the sort of the middle and the end of the season, I, I think it's difficult to to ride the wave of momentum that they've been riding. But as of right now, can't slight them. They've done what they've done. So, uh, Mike, to you, what is it that's made this Chargers, uh, Chargers, this Giants team good? And what is it that they're going to have to do to sustain it? 
I, so I, I think it's their grit. And that's that's such a useless, shitty thing for me to say because I can't live this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all like tangible, but a very Dan Campbell It just sucks. But like, all right, so you think about this one. They're, they're, they're five and one, right? Yeah. And their their point differential is plus 14. Yeah. So they're not blowing any teams out. So they no, will win games, grit yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, to your point, though, what happens when a team figures out how to stop Saquon Barkley? Because then do you trust Daniel Jones and his wide receiving core, which isn't great to win you a game? I don't know. I, I just feel like, again, another, you know, useless platitude. But this, I think this <laughs> entire team, like they, they, they just all actually believe in each other. So they're, they're yeah. making up for it. They're overcompensating. You, you uh, sound I, so, you sound so much like a Dan Campbell press conference right now. Yeah, we really this, just got to put our this best is my TED talk on how to, on how to lose fucking uh, listeners on a podcast. But like in reality, I, I think we're we're gonna we're gonna figure out when they come up against a team that shuts Saquon out. If if Daniel Jones shifts his pants like he has in the in the, in the last two years, then we know that he's probably not gonna be on the Giants next year. But I I, I just think week six, I would have never guessed that the Giants are gonna be six and zero. I don't think anybody Ever. was going to to be honest. Ever. I and I but I do see your point. I think that. You know, much like we were talking about with the Packers just now, there's always going to be a game where a team figures out how to stop the run. There just always is. Uh, if if you rely on the run to set up your passing, you can survive that. If you rely on the run to spell your quarterback or to to confuse defenses, you can survive that. If you rely on the run to win you games, and I think I've been saying this on this podcast, and I think you have too, Mike, for a long time. If you rely on the run to win you games, that is going to blow up in your fucking face and right. i think that is definitely true of the giants listen i don't blame them if i had saquon barkley you know what they used to say about jim brown i mean this was a different version of the nfl obviously but they used to say about jim brown if you have the biggest cannon you got to fire it if you got saquon barkley you fucking use saquon barkley but i absolutely agree with you that they are going to find themselves especially at they're now a playoff team they're on track to be a playoff team if they get into the playoffs they're going to find themselves in a situation where saquon barkley cannot win the game for them and then you have to ask Jan- daniel jones to do it and then they're all going home. So, or just a game but, against, but, or just a game against Philly. Like that's going to be the first. Like you right. can't keep up with them. Right. The, the thing Very is much. with them is like that's almost like their strategy. Like e- even if someone does stop Zaquan, I don't see anyone taking a two, three touchdown lead against this team into the fourth. And, and that, that's that's all Dabo wants to do is stay in these games because he knows when it comes down to that fourth quarter, he can beat anyone. He can now strategize anyone in one quarter. You know what I mean? Anyone can win anyone in 15 minutes of football. But but having having ex- that extend to the whole four quarters is 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 different. But to look ahead at what their schedule is, right? So the next four weeks, they have the Jags, the Seahawks, the Texans, and the Lions. Then they play the Cowboys again. But those four games, they should easily win three out of four of those games. So all right, even if they listen, even if they go two and two. That's they fine. haven't easily They're won anything. Still seven. The right. they, were, they haven't right. easily won anything. Like right. to, to, up until this point, like that. Like Mike said, they've they've toughed out a few games. Like they've they've managed games well. Like you know, I was talking about at the start, but like they they're not blowing anybody out. You know, like but they're not beaten, like the Eagles. They've beaten the Packers and the Ravens. I guess those teams are pretty flawed so far. And flawed, they beat the Titans week flawed, one. But you know still, what I mean? like, those 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 are those are pretty decent teams. But, so but far. I mean, they, but they're this, not nowhere. And I'm not taking this away from the Giants. This is part of what I like about them. Like. What they're doing and what we're seeing as an example from them, if you take your exact perfect examples, the Packers, the Ravens, teams with full of talent can still lose if you give gifts to the other team. If you if you yep. if you hand them ways to beat you, that will be possible. The Giants don't do that. I I love that about them. Like they don't 
they say if you got if you're gonna beat us, you better beat us. You know, you gotta come beat us fair and square. Fucking Kingsbury rules. Like one on one, we gotta do this. I'm, we're not gonna hand you any gifts. We're not gonna we're not gonna rack up 17 penalties. We're not gonna cough up a bunch of stupid turnovers like the like certain teams in Chicago like to do at the last two minutes of games. That you know we're not we're not gonna give you any <laughs> gifts. So we'll beat the flawed teams. Now there are teams out there with innumerable talent on their roster that aren't doing that either. You know what I mean? Like they're going to come up against the Cowboys team that don't beat themselves. You know, uh, they, they had to get beat by the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, like it's, and I, you know, sorry to, to spoil this, but we'll come on to talk about that. But I, you know, I, I just think I've seen it time and time again in the NFL. Like you can manage your way to a few wins, but talent is what gets you deep in the playoffs. Like studs Agreed. is what gets you deep in the playoffs. And they got Saquon, but uh, what does That's he look it. like with some miles on his, on his legs, you know, going into week 19 or whatever it's, it's going to be for them. So we'll see. I mean, I, I appreciate your faith in them and I know why you like them. They're very likable. I'm not trying to poke holes in them. I just, I do see Mike's point. Question for is this the most impressive first year coaching job you've ever seen ever? I'm, I think it's up there. It's it, I can't think of another one where he took a team that was f- with no talent and excelled to this point. You know, not what I mean? that I can remember. I mean, I'd love to see. You know, I'd love to see. I mean, he's like at this point. Right? Yeah, sure. No, here. totally. I maybe in recent memory, I would. I wouldn't say it definitively without like googling Bill Parcells' think, first season as head coach, yeah, or you know, I think like it's, it's still the other Harbaugh. With, with the 49ers. I mean, yeah, he took that team out of the abyss point. and then brought them to, I think, three straight NFC title games and one Super Bowl yeah. with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Kaepernick was a fucking stud when he first came in, though. Yeah. In all yeah, fairness. that 20, 2012 year, I mean, he was, but Alex Smith was the starter and they were seven that and three Packers, when he took over. That Packers yeah. playoff game. Whew. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, how about them Cowboys, Bobby? <laughs> Number five. Uh, tough <laughs> loss. I'm sorry that happened. I'll be honest with you. I didn't see the Cowboys winning that game. Think, I don't think they're a bad team. I don't. I, but I, I think we're going to come up to the. And we talked about this a little bit. And this was sort of your point last time we talked about the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to come up to the limitations of Cooper Rush at some point. It was going to happen, and it was probably going to happen against a really good team like the the Philadelphia Eagles. Clearly, are. I mean, they're undefeated. As much as I wanted to talk shit about them at the start of the year, they're fucking undefeated, which means they're undeniable. So. What, what takeaways did you get, Bobby, from from your from your Cowboys team? Uh, what do you want to see when Dak obviously inevitably comes back? Now I don't think that's a conversation anymore. If you're throwing three fucking dots to the team in a different color than you, that's it's not a great look, uh, especially when you're trying to keep your job. So when Dak comes back, would you like to still see this uh, to Kellen, as we've all come to affectionately refer to him? Would you like to see him keep this same simplistic offense that that uh, Cooper's been running, or do we go back to what they were doing before and try and let Dak figure it out, or? They're in a they're in a weird limbo here. I mean, it's another team that could that could push or slide depending on on some key factors over the next few weeks. So, when is Dak coming back? By the way, is it next, next week? week. Next yeah. Week, yeah. So he's coming back next week for sure. So obviously he's going to start. What or what this, kind of a Cowboys week, team? Yeah. Well, sure. What what kind of a Cowboys team do you want to? So I just think you you keep that same idea of the offense. You just expand it a little bit and give an opportunity for those big plays. Which they they already still kind of were. It's just Rush wasn't delivering on them. You know, each of the interceptions was at least 15, 20 yards down the field. By the way, that duck to CeeDee Lamb when he was wide open was one of the worst throws I've ever seen <laughs> in my goddamn life. But no, that, that's that listen, this past week was exactly why Cooper Rush can't be the starting quarterback. You know what I mean? When, when, when yeah. you have to rely 
on solely his arm because our, our run game isn't isn't getting that movement. You saw what happened. He had a one a, a one passer rating in the first half. Was I, I just with this team, they very easily are the second best team in the NFC. You know what I mean? It, it's very possible that that's the way this is going to shake out. So you, I just can't see them, uh, you know, wasting this out. I can definitely see it. I don't want to see them waste this opportunity without expanding this offense for Dak. Because if you add an electric quarterback or an electric offense onto this team with that defense, and even if we're putting up 24 points a game, we're going to be a tough team to beat down the stretch. Tough team. I just want to say, because I, I, I listened to a show when I was uh, when I was on my on my honeymoon, and I heard you both mention me about how I was telling you that, that the Cowboys are going to be in it just to fuck with you and just be a, like an asshole. I, I didn't say you. that. No, no, I Bobby did. Bobby I said, Bobby I, said, I, said I was yeah. surprised to hear that Mike was yeah. high on the Cowboys yeah. before because I didn't remember you saying that. And Bobby was like, he's just fucking with yeah. me. <laughs> no, uh, so I understand why you feel that way. Uh, but I was telling you that because I that's that's how much uh, I believe in that division just fucking each other. That's what, that's, that's what they do. Like, you just never know in the NFC East. What I will say is I, I think when Dak comes back, as long as Callan Moore doesn't become a paranoid schizophrenic like he was in the first couple of weeks, doing all these double double reverses and jet sweeps and all this crap that doesn't fit Dak, Dak is gonna is going to make your lackluster wide receiving core better because he he throws to the open guy. He he loves CD Land too, but he he made him like he that's why you love him. I also thought that this was Zeke's best game of mm-hmm. the season. So if, if you can split thirty carries between those two, however way you however way you want to do it, and you get a buck fifty out of that out of that uh, out of those backs, then anyone you play is in trouble. I just think well, I'll tell you why you- that is. I'll tell you why that is because if you have a defense like you have, if you're able to run that clock and keep them off the field and fresh to go yep. make plays for you, then you win games. If That's you ask it. them to stay stay out on the field for a long time, it's really fucking it's harder. It's physically harder to play defense in the NFL. It's you you have to run more, you have to anticipate more. You don't get to make the first move. You're always reacting, right? So it's just it's more of a toll physically. Also, I think there's a little bit of a bigger drop off in the the sort of quote unquote skill positions on defense, you know, like the the safeties and stuff. If you have a stud safety, chances are you don't have another su- stud safety sitting right underneath them. Like you might have four running back, for example, or you might have three very serviceable tight ends, you know. So I think keeping those guys, keeping your offense on the field for as long as possible, managing clock, and almost asking Dak to not be the guy that he thinks he is, which is in the class of the Aaron Rodgers and the, and the Tom Brady's and the, and the, the guys who go out and win you games and asking him to be a little bit more of a game manager. So your defense can win you the games. Just, he just like, it's the agreement for in the cow in the, in Dallas should be, if you ask me just score 17 points. If you go out there and you score 17 points, we will win you the game from there because we'll keep them to 13 or we'll keep them to 10 or we'll keep them to six. Like that. If you guys score 17 points every game, and and you're on the field. The offense is on the field longer than the defense is. You win every single one of those games. I guarantee it. Yeah. So to me, it's about managing your games, you know. And it's just about how successfully you can do that. And the Cowboys, unfortunately, are the worst franchise to be given that remit. <laughs> like, yeah, that's far and away because the second Dak Prescott starts making some plays, he's going to be like, "It's my time, baby," and it's just going to go fucking berserk. So that's so, 
that really is the mo with Dak, though is like when you look at what's made him successful so far in his career it's when they play you know f- football that's not based solely off of him what the year that his rookie year it was it was Zeke's offense. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he had eighteen hundred yards that first season, like fourteen touchdowns. That Zeke was a monster. The next time they were good again, at, uh, I think it was two years ago. Uh, I guess and last year. Last year was the defense, and then two three years ago, also the defense plus Zeke. That was like the Jalen Smith Van Der Esch season where they were like the well, you also had a lot of wide receivers at that point. But, and, right. and but like putting too much on Dak has always shown that it isn't going to work out well for us. And yeah, we'll win a couple games. We'll score 40 points in a few games, but being the number one ranked passing offense with Dak Prescott hasn't worked out for us in the past. Yeah. So, so that ball control, you know, rely on your defense is, is definitely the way we need to go with this team because that's the yeah. way that you're going to go far in the playoffs too, especially you in know, the NFC. If Dak Prescott had to come into the league 15 years sooner, I, he would have been like the greatest quarterback ever. Because okay. I just think that the margin for mistakes at the quarterback position and the reliance on uh, quarterbacks to win you games is is his sort of albatross. It's it's his downfall because, you know, Brett Favre, if you remember, used to it was like the riskiest fucking quarterback of all time. Like I'm pretty sure he holds the interception record. So because he would just fucking fling it in there and he would just try to make plays and you could afford to do that in that version of the nfl now the speed of defensive backs the hands of defensive backs the way that defensive uh, players are able to make plays the way that that defenses are asked to play you can't do it anymore so he's almost he's he's transitionary a man out of time to me you know it's like when you see a, a center who can't stretch the floor in the nba which is you know also we also have an nba show up uh you guys should listen to that or we will <laughs> we're gonna record after this <laughs> but uh, it doesn't exist yet but i promise it will but uh, you know i i think he's 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 kind of transitionary in that in that way don't you think because he's not uh, a josh allen or a patrick mahomes he he is more of a of a Brett Favre of a Ben Roethlisberger, you know. Like he he does sort of he does sort of have that frame. He does sort of have that mentality. Or am I way off base? No, I, I think you're spot on, and I think that that's what makes him have even of a higher ceiling that than even he realizes. Because if uh, a big theme throughout this show has been game managing quarterbacks, you look at this top ten right now: the the Pats, the Jets, the Giants. All these teams are, are are not letting their quarterback beat them and relying on other areas of their team to win games. The Cowboys can do all that. Yep. Plus, you have a quarterback who can make the plays and win you a game. He doesn't have to do it, but when it comes down to it, he can. So I, I just think if they do this right, they absolutely have another level to go to, and the sky's the limit for them. However... <laughs> it is still the goddamn Dallas Cowboys. They still will run a draw play with 13 seconds left. Like, like that. That's definitely an so just ban draw plays. Right, to be it, honest, it, in yeah. Dallas, <laughs> right, it's, it's just, just uh, not necessary. Um, but yeah, so that, that's that's where I'm at with this team. We're like, listen, I, my my upside is very high on this team, it, as it was last year. I think it's even better this year because of how they fought. Even in this past game, they fought back. You know what yeah. I mean? They were down 17 nothing, almost came back, but. It's all with a grain of salt, and, and I'm staying like six feet away at all times because I'm like, <laughs> where is it coming? I think it's Too coming. <laughs> Mike, if you had to put all of your money uh, on whether the Cowboys are higher or lower in the power rankings come the end of the season, which way you bet? Because they five. are right now, or than any other team? Oh, then five. Oh, uh, 
Keep okay, in mind, so, Bobby makes that. And, and, and I was going to say, in Bobby's power <laughs> rankings or, or, or the non-biased one? Depends how that last playoff game goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll say I'll say they'll send me the top 10, but they'll be lower than five. Gotcha. I'll, I'll, I'll bet the house on it. So Mike believes in the Cowboys, but maybe not as much as Bob does. Uh, but that's right. good. That's good. That's what we want to see from a fan. But here we go with the fucking Vikings, number four. Uh, uh, I, You know, I mean... Look, they've got a lot of skill players and and a lot of studs on the team. I get it. They won their game. I get it. I just I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Kirk Cousins, though. I just want to see it. I want to see him win in prime time. I want to see him win a fucking playoff game. He is the best practice guy, I bet, in the world. I bet he's the best quarterback in practice you've ever seen in your life. Uh, when it comes to actual big games, though, I just don't see it. I mean, 10 a.m. on a Sunday, Kirk Cousins, no fucking worries. But <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, I it's uh, I don't know. So do you, do you tell me, Bobby, number four, the Vikings, they're they're almost as good as the Kansas City Chiefs, according to you. So no. please explain it. To no, me. they're not. Listen, there's there's a they're big, one one place away from them. No, no, there's a big separate. It's like the Heisman <laughs> vote where it's like the top three. They're on a thousand <laughs> points. And then like number four is a tight end from like Indiana. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's that, that's where we're at here. But but the the Vikings, man, it's so I, I heard a great analysis of Kirk Cousins on um uh, another famous podcast everyone listened to BMT. But he, he was talking about how this is the first stage of the Kirk Cousins evolution, where it's like Kirk Cousins win the game at 1 p.m. He looks amazing. The next one is like, he's, and he's Cousins like, beat the that team game, like though. It's the like, Packers. it's like he's 18 for 20, you know, 304 right, right. yards. It looks amazing. Jefferson has 170 yeah. yards. Yeah. Yeah. Next week, they beat the, I don't even, a team on this list. Next week, they beat the Bengals. You know, like you're like, oh, 4 p.m. game. He was all right. Then you have that primetime Kirk game where you see it go all downhill again. And that's definitely the way it's going to work. I, I don't think the Vikings are going to be able to go to the Super Bowl. That's not that's not like my no. projection for them. But if they get that Saturday 1 p.m. playoff game, you have better believe they can win it. Sunday 8 p.m. playoff game. Not a wouldn't be a bad bet for them to win their division either at this point. To if, be right, if the word. If the word playoff is in it, I don't bet Kirk Cousins is going to win it. Number well, this, one, number, they're they're going to win that North, right? There's, there's. Uh, do you think the Packers are coming back in the NFC North? Honestly, I think that there's okay. I believe in the Vikings folding more than I believe in the Packers. You know, uh, uh, overcoming the odds. If that if that makes any sense, this game, uh, Kirk Cousins went like fifteen of thirty for one hundred and seventy yards, and a hundred and ten of them were to Justin Jefferson. If Tua was on the field, and I can't believe I cannot believe I'm saying this. If, <laughs> if they were not going against Teddy Bridgewater or Skylar Thompson, the Dolphins win this game, and it's not close. Like it, there was nothing. This was the most Kirk Cousins win that I could, that I could ever see. I, I don't. I, I Kirk just Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I just. I mean, I thought the better team lost that game. To be honest with you, like, they I, did. like I, I just that's just what it looked like to me. I mean, a little biased with those fuckers with those Vikings, but. I don't know, man. I just think they've got weird holes. You know, it's like a team where it's like, oh, man, like really great skill position. But like if you go into their Madden roster, I bet their right guard is rated like a 63. You know, it's just like there's just weird little things about their team that when I watch them, I'm like, mm, that that'd get exploited. That'd get exploited. That's too simple. You know, they, they don't have studs in that area of the field. And I just think they just look soft. You know, they have they look like they have a soft underbelly that could be exploited by like a really hardcore team like. Like a dome team, they're, like, they're, well, yeah. they're, they're your typical yeah. dome team. Isn't yeah. that isn't that like the mo of the entire goddamn NFL right now? 
You know, yeah, it was, literally, <laughs> literally every single team except for that top three, ha, it, it, you, you could describe in that exact way. There's not one that you're not like, what the fuck was that? What's going? What are you doing? Except for yeah. those top three teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the, those three teams are different than everyone else. And, and right yeah. now, the Vikings are five and one and, and on top of shit mountain, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. That's, that's the way it looks in the NFL right now. So last week, uh, when it was myself, Robert, and uh, Joe, we did something a little different with the top three, and I think we should do it again this this week because the landscape's changed a little bit. I'm going to talk to you guys about this top three, which is the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Eagles, all as as a group package. Last week, I asked the question to Joe and to Bobby, if the Chiefs and the Bills were playing tonight in the AFC Championship game, who are you taking? I'm going to ask that question again, knowing now that the Bills just beat the Chiefs in prime time. And I wouldn't say it looked incredibly convincing. I wouldn't say either team looked their best. But, Bobby, do you amend your answer from last week uh, now that you've seen what you've seen from, from, a, from a head-to-head matchup from those teams? And if they face each other in the AFC Championship game, who are you taking? I do change it, honestly. Last week I said the Chiefs when it came down to that playoff atmosphere. But to me, last night in Arrowhead, for the Bills to come out and not even play their best football. Like that that's not the best game that we've seen the Bills play. And look easily. I, I don't want to say easy, but they looked like the better football team from beginning to end. And, and it seemed like when they wanted to do uh or when they needed to do what they needed to do, they they did it. You know what I mean? Like they they were able to do, you know, make that big play. They were able to get get it to digs on that big third down. It just it just seemed like when the Bills are running their offense and their game, they are a better team than the Chiefs at this point. And honestly, I'm ready to say, I think Josh Allen might be better than Mahomes. Man. Josh Allen is something. because Let's wait, let's wait until he's got some silver on his hand. Well, I agree. agree. So career-wise, no. But, but if you ask me right now, one game to win, what quarterback am I taking? I think I'm taking Josh Allen, man, because of that rushing that he brings along with it. It's because- weird. It's, really, it's not like you to be reactionary. He's <laughs> never, never. Um, no. But he's like Mike Allstott with an arm. That's that's how he runs the football, and it's just it's so different than anything. He's a different. He's a different iteration of, the, of of quarterback, and I and I do agree with you there. I'm still taking Pat Mahomes personally, but we'll get to that. Mike, same question. You didn't get a chance to answer this last week, and I do think it is. And I, there's a follow up question that that brings in the number one team. But in a playoff situation, knowing what you know in their regular season head to head now, in a playoff situation, I know it's difficult to answer. Just reeling from like the primetime game that we all watched last night. In a playoff situation, Bills Chiefs, who are you taking? Chiefs. I, I just I, I think this is still Mahomes' league until and I mean until it isn't. He has to be dethroned, uh, and I think last you know. I just think that these are the two top the top two teams in the AFC for sure. But something weird happens with Buffalo in the playoffs. I don't know. I, I don't want to say that, that they're chokers because I do think that they could play this game in uh, Kansas City, Buffalo, freaking the Netherlands. And it wouldn't like, I don't think home field advantage matters to these people because both home, uh, they're just used to playing on the road and they're used to playing in front of, uh, in front of uh, like raucous crowds. I, I just, the Bills have a better defense. I think they have a better number one wide receiver. Obviously, the tight end goes to uh, to, to KC, but Mahomes has taken his, he's never played an AFC title game, not at Arrowhead. So that means he's always the, he's always the best team in, in, in his conference. So I'm, I'm still going to take him. So if, if right now, if, if you were to 
lined the Chiefs and Bills up against each other, 10 games. We're playing right in a row every week. I'm pretty sure the Bills win seven of those games. Because because th- th- I, th- I think that's how much seven? better they are. Than that. I think they win at least seven of those games. And I, I also think that when it comes to that, that late game situation, right? You guys remember this. When the Chiefs used to be down 28 to 14, 35 to 21, need that late drive with 12 seconds left against the goddamn Bills. You knew they were going to score. You knew it. It, yeah. it, it, was, it, it. it was already written on paper. They were going to overtime. They were going down the field. They were going to do what they had to do. I don't feel that with this team, guys. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not hating on them. I just don't feel that, that assurance that I felt before. Like, like that, that knowing of they're going to drive down the field because they're the goddamn Chiefs, and that's what they do. It's not, it's not there anymore. Are you sure? Because they've kind of looked like that this season. They still kind <laughs> Have of they, like though? I mean, yeah. W- w- I mean, maybe not so much against the Bills, and I think the Bills played a really smart game against them, but, like, yeah. Even most, they, 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 I still they, think they can score at will. Did game, you see but, Travis Kelsey get, like, nine touchdowns in one game? Like, it's – they're still the fucking Chiefs, dude. Like – I, at the end of the day, I, I would love to see the stats. I don't have these in front of me, and I, I'm completely guessing, but I would love to see the stats on playoff matchups when two Titans, two juggernauts go at each other in the regular season because I bet, I'd be willing to bet that the playoff winner was the regular season loser a lot of the time. I think if you're seeing each other in the AFC Championship game and you're the Buffalo Bills, you're, you've shown more of your hand to win the regular season game than the, than the, than the chiefs have. I also think, I don't think Sean McDermott's a bad coach by any stretch of the imagination, but I think Andy Reid is a better one. I think that the running game for the Kansas city chiefs is clearly better. I think that they have guys at their RB two and RB three positions that are better than Devin Singletary has been for a lot of this season, to be quite honest with you. And I don't think that they, the bills can figure out how to even run the ball when Josh Allen isn't doing it. It's weird. It looks weird. They can't get it figured out. You can exploit that. I think that Pat Mahomes is still a big game player. So he's proven that he can win huge fucking games of football and Super Bowls. Josh Allen hasn't done that. I think if it's a playoff situation, like the the, the way that the hypotheticals frame, I got to take the Chiefs. I got to take the Chiefs. But now red but zone now, offense, Chiefs be, all day. Like it's just to me, it's, the, it's blatant because the Bills just beat the Chiefs. Bills have home field now. Mike, you just said it. Chiefs have never played an AFC championship game on the road with Mahomes. Do you think Mahomes right. can handle that Buffalo crowd? AFC yes. championship? Yes. I mean, yeah. Patrick yeah. Mahomes. I mean, right, but I, we I, haven't I, seen I, it before. Yeah, but what? I did say that it doesn't matter if they're playing Kansas City, Buffalo, or the, or the Netherlands. I don't. I, mean, I think that the, that the teams are so talented. The one thing I will say in Buffalo's favor is the uh, is like the emergence of Gabe Davis. Now that they have an actual number two to complement Stefan Diggs, that makes their offense so much better than it, than it already was. And I think, Bobby, I don't. I really don't think you believe in your heart of hearts if this if these teams played ten games in a row that uh, that Kansas this City version, would only win three. This exact version. If yeah. you lined up these two rosters, I do. Yes. I do. If you're talking last year's Chiefs, two years, no, no, I don't. This version, I do really uh, because I mean, even in their wins, right? You, you look at the Chiefs. DK, you said this year they've been uh, super impressive uh, in their wins. They have looked no. Good I didn't at say times. that they were super impressive. I said that they can still, they still at times look like they can score at will because they do. But it's it's still different than it was last year. I just feel like when it comes, well, they're to figuring that some stuff out. Time. You know, it's like uh, to to give to give to say that you're going to take a guy like Juju Smith Schuster and slot him in 
where Tyreek Hill was and expect immediate results is just ridiculous. Like they completely, they play completely different games. You have to learn to scheme for him. He has to learn to hook up with Mahomes. He's, he's more of a deep threat than, than a playmaker. He, he will get involved. He will get better. Like he's still provably undeniably good on an undeniably good offense. They just need to figure out where to work him in. He becomes by the end of the season, I guarantee it. He becomes the wide receiver one in, in Kansas city, as far as targets goes, and he's pulling him down. So that matchup's coming like that, that partnership's coming, right? Travis Kelsey makes it 10,000 times easier for Juju Smith-Schuster to, 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 to get there, right. To, to start, to start that off. They've been double teaming both those guys. You know what I mean? Like it's you, Mahomes used to be able to give it to Tyreek Hill when a play broke down underneath and Tyreek Hill will go make a play. They can't do that anymore. Fine. I understand that that limits their offense. It doesn't make them look as insane as it did last season, the year before, all that stuff. I get that. However, still Patrick Mahomes, still Travis Kelsey, still Juju Smith-Schuster, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is having a great season. They've got two running backs underneath those two guys that are still good. This I will not accept this Chiefs slander for one loss. I just will not. It's it's ridiculous. It's crazy. <laughs> They're still the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. But they Before, still listen. It's it's still it, it's different than it was. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm sure. not, I, I still think that it's such a big gap between. I still these, think they have the best wide. They have the best quarterback in the NFL. I think it's closer than we think. Uh, the one thing that I'll say before you before you talk about Philly that's absurd is I, I've mentioned this a couple times because I wanted to talk about the point differential for the Bills. They're plus ninety five. Like the next, <laughs> that's the next absurd. Clo- the next closest team are, are the Eagles, and they're plus fifty six. The, the Bills have allowed eighty one points on defense in six games. I that's fucking I, maddening. Which is why I think the best version of them, this iteration again, this iteration is better than the best version of that Chiefs team. And I think what points to that is that loss against the Colts was the most abysmal loss I've seen from the Chiefs in the Pat Mahomes era. You know it, that that loss doesn't happen two years ago it, it, it's just, uh, it just they lost to the raiders and the chargers a couple years ago at, at, in kansas city but not in that way that they lost that game listen the colts handed the chiefs that game five separate times in the fourth quarter <laughs> and they yeah. just fucked it up each time so listen, I, I, it's I been a, like we like we talked about it, it's been a weird season it's and that, that i think is one of the reasons but to finish up here uh to, and to sort of extend the, the hypothetical that i gave that that launched us into that spirited and riveting conversation about the chiefs and the bills Thankfully, I mean, it really works for this. Uh, each of you took a different team. Bobby, you're taking your Bills into the Super Bowl to play this iteration of the Philadelphia Eagles. Who are you taking? Who's winning? Who is the Super Bowl champ in this fun little hypothetical? I think it's the Bills. Uh, specifically just because of what I just said, where I think the best version of them is still better than the best version of Philly. And, and it's in a, in a championship-type game with Jalen Hurts, with with you know the unproven commodities at quarterback. but. But I got to say, man, I'm so impressed with the Philadelphia Eagles and what they're doing on both sides of the ball. Besides the Bills, to me, I think, you know, they they look like the most talented football team uh, in the NFL. I just think when it comes to Philly so far, they've just had the most impressive run. And I think that they have the easiest schedule from here on out. So uh, Philly is such a complete football team. And I don't unless something really goes bad or goes wrong in one of these games. Listen, if that team's running the football, they are unstoppable. You can't that you cannot beat that team if they're running that option play. They made Micah Parsons freeze 10 times last night. I haven't seen that since he came into the NFL one time. It, 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 it's just crazy 
what that run offense does for this team. Um, Sounds like you're taking Philly. To be no, no, but I, I, I'm taking I'm taking Buffalo because of all the reasons I said over that before. Gotcha. And, gotcha, and Josh gotcha. Allen, the, the the alligator points towards Josh Allen, hundred percent. Right. All right, yeah, I can see that. I, I again, it's it's difficult for me to poke holes in anybody that is high on the on the Eagles, but I'll I'll reserve my thoughts until I hear uh, Mr. Mark Angelo's opinion on if he takes his Chiefs into the Super Bowl and has to play the Philadelphia Eagles, which. Which division's coming home with the Lombardi Trophy? Yeah, I would still pick the Chiefs only because so far, uh, and like it's, it is such hypothetical, but it's and it, it, that would be a track meet in the in the highest state game. I don't know that Jalen Hurts could compete or keep up with Pat Mahomes or or Josh Allen. Just just in that, I think that uh, Philly is a complete team for sure. But in either either scenario, like to your point, Mahomes. When he, it still feels like whenever he wants to, he's just three flicks of the wrist away from 21 points. Agreed. And I don't know if Jalen Hurts has that. I think, I mean, okay, so let me let me pose this hypothetical to you guys. Who do you think, regardless, we talked about the matchup between the Bills and the Chiefs. Who do you think matches up better against the Eagles be- between those two teams? Because personally, I think it's definitely the Chiefs for the exact reason Mike just said is it's going to become a sprint. You know, like those two teams are going to get into a sprint. I have legitimately never seen the Chiefs, this this Chiefs team, lose a sprint. I've seen yeah. them managed out of a game. I've seen them nullified. I've never seen them fucking lose a sprint or a shootout of, of that kind of magnitude. The way the Bills beat them was they stifled them, frustrated them, made plays when they had to make plays. Like they looked good. You know, obviously it was a, it was a, a lot of talent on display, but you're going just absolute run for run with them. You're, you're fucked. I, Bobby, do you agree? I think it's. I don't know. The Chiefs have a really bad run defense. They're, I think they're bottom third uh, in run defense right now. So if I don't think it matters, if that, if like that I think that they're going, going, I think that game's going to be like man. fifty to forty-four. You know well, I mean? that's, like, okay. So you're right because because they would just outscore them. So I, I, yeah. I think you're right there. I, I do think though, if you shut down that run deep, uh, that run in Philly, and you put the game solely on Jalen Hurts, he's gonna make a mistake. You mm. just need to capitalize off yeah. it, and that—that—that's been his mo his whole career. So I, I think that that's the recipe to beat them, and I think the Bills can do that. But I also agree, if it's a shootout, the Chiefs aren't losing that game. You know, for that reason, I just—and this is just a gut feeling thing—that the Eagles have like that fifteen-plus win regular season crap out in the playoffs vibe to me, like just for that exact reason, and. I, you know, I hate to say it because honestly, they are fun to watch. Like they're really genuinely adding to the product in a big way this season. And, and I think, uh, and they've beat a lot of teams I don't like, and they've won games that, uh, in, in very impressive ways. And I think, uh, long may it continue, but I think, I, and I know it's been late in the season that this hasn't happened yet. And we thought it was going to happen already, but I do, do think there's going to be an evening out again. You know, there's going to be a little bit of a, of a, of a kind of a settling of the boat. And we're going to be reminded that the, the best quarterbacks in the NFL are the ones that are going to win you championships. And as much as Jalen Hurts is is very talented and and you know really impressive, he's not Pat Mahomes, and he's not Pat Mahomes in a playoff situation or or a Super Bowl situation. So, also to your point, like uh, as far or, or as much parody as we think that there is in the NFL right now, like the names you're used to hearing, like the Aaron Rodgers or the Tennessee Titans, the Tom Brady's, they're just three and three. Yeah, like like yeah, the, yeah. they have not fallen back that far. Yeah. That they're just waiting for one of these up and coming teams to make a mistake, and then they'll they'll capitalize on it. They'll and, and they'll be there at the end. Yeah, yeah. let's be re- let's be real. The the Packers and the Bucks 
are one win away from being right back in this top 10. If an impressive win comes, they could even jump into that top five. So like it, they're, they're not far behind on this list. I don't see that happening yeah. to the Bucks. I don't. See I don't either. I don't see it happening with either. Something's of those up teams down right there. Now, I don't but know what it is, I but do. something's up down there. There, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a fucking Hello, you know, magazine uh, right at the counter of the grocery store type shit going on down there. That I, I think, think is he's definitely regretting the mentality. Of the team. I think he's regretting not coming back. I think he's coming regretting coming back to Tampa personally. But I th- well, he, I mean, he, go ahead, Mike. He tried to go to Miami. I mean, he tried. Yeah, he, he tried. He, he tried to leave. He did so. everything in his power. Imagine that team with, with, with whatever. <laughs> oh my god! He's like, I still want to live in Florida, though. Yeah, I need I mean, a minute. Look, it's weird. It's weird. Uh, he's he's a weird dude. There's some weird stuff obviously going on in his uh, life. I, I don't really care to comment on his personal life, but it obviously is seeping into his play. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, his cheeks. out of his cheeks. out of his cheeks. I think. Um, I think that. You know, I, I'm always I always try to be big on the Steelers because uh, my wife's a, a Steelers fan. It's been difficult this season. I think they're super flawed. I think they have a great coach, though. And I think it, on the theme of coaching around the NFL, I think he's really trying his best to keep that ship together with spit and fucking chewing gum. But uh, to lose to that Steelers team, if you're going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that you're supposed to be to lose like that to uh, and sort of just th- that offensive just if since, since they played the Cowboys, like it's just been like t- Tom Brady can't fucking score in the red zone what is happening right now like, this is so red weird. Zone that game either if you yeah remember. that's what I, that's what that's exactly what i'm saying yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what i'm saying it's like you tom brady can't get it done like his killer instinct isn't putting these fucking games away these are these are games that tom brady wins so it's weird it, it's just weird i can't explain it i i've looked at it from a lot of different angles i've watched a lot of tom brady this season as we all are want to do every season when he plays i mean he's you know he's the goat i can't put my finger on what it is right or what everything wrong with looks right but yeah. something's wrong Something's fucking wrong. I, I don't know what it is, man. I know that it's early in the season, uh, but I just want to say this right now. I want this on on record. I'm not a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I I, I mean, we know. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, it should scare the shit out of you if you're if you're a fan of any team in the AFC. If they finish with a bad record and they have a top ten draft pick, because what that place does with skill position players is absurd. <laughs> I know it's crazy. So yeah. if you give him a top ten pick. Like they're gonna be like the best team in the AFC for the next ten years. I know. Like just so like don't. I, I'm not See gonna celebrate this for too long. See Mitch, is that the huh? not not that we are? Is that the <laughs> uh, most surprising win you've seen the last couple of years? The Steelers beating the Bucks yesterday. That, no, uh, no, that, that no. that's a really bad bad team beating Tom Brady. Well, I mean, you, you know, you yeah, say but that always happens to Tom without make a make a Patrick didn't even play. Yeah, Doesn't but I mean, I, I think you under, I, I do think you, as much as they're not great, and I agree with you, I still think that, like, there's a chance that Mike Tomlin keeps his I never finish under 500 uh, record this season. Like, I think that yeah. there's a world where he can get that figured out. Like Mike said, I mean, I, I don't want to keep doing this, like, defend the Steelers thing because it's, like, getting old as a bit, but, like, they do still, like he said, produce great skill players. It's always like, oh, and here's... Bombadu Mamba Bambu, and he's like the seventh <laughs> round pick out of fucking Mizzou, and he's unbelievable. Like it, it is what happens there. Like it just is. Like they still do have Najee Harris. Like they still do have Mitch fucking. No, I'm just kidding. Listen, 
Mitchell's <laughs> volume two is fully it's fully in swing. I'm really happy for him. He's obviously had a tough season slash career slash life. So I think that sums up uh, our NFL show. A lot of weird stuff going on. The themes sort of seem to remain remain the same every week when we do our power ranking show here on on missing the point. But it, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. I I look forward to Sunday more than I have in probably a long time. Uh, watching Red Zone and. Cracking a fat tire is is one of the few joys I have left in this uh, uh, ever-dwindling existence. So um, <laughs> thank you all for listening. Uh, for Mike Marcangelo and uh, Real BK Bob Kelly, for our producer uh, extraordinaire Craig D'Alessandro, thank you so much for listening to Missing the Point, and we'll see you next week. DC, I host the rock podcast back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30 minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to back to the arena, the interviews. Electric acid. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Yeah.